You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. The Packers open their exhibition season in a 26-7 loss. But the preseason is kind of like whose line is it anyway? It's the, the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter. Wins and losses in the preseason are meaningless. Okay, meaningless. Now, does that mean we have nothing to take away? Absolutely not. We have a ton to take away from this game. Uh, not not that anyone's career is being defined by it. Not that the season is going to be embodied in it. But the performances matter. And the performances um, that we're going to talk about are the ones that, that are going to matter because we say so. <laughs> we'll explain why they matter. That's the point of doing a show like this. Um, Jordan Love. Made his debut. He goes 12 for 17 for a buck 22 and a touchdown. Also had the lost fumble. That is a 110.4 passer rating. We're going to talk about a lot of other guys. This has to be where we start and we have to spend a good chunk of time on it because this guy is the bet for this front office and this coaching staff. And if Aaron Rodgers is not going to be here in a year and and it seems like that's where we are, then Jordan Love's development is enormous. Okay, so I don't, I don't need to, you know, knock you over the head with context. You know the context. His performance was solid, and and I would say about as good as you could hope for under the circumstances. He's a rookie. I mean, that's what he is. He's a rookie. He did not put on a Packers jersey with pads on last year. That is a pretty big deal. Those reps are invaluable. And so to get this opportunity is enormous. We're going to break it down in a second. But before we do, don't miss Locked On Fantasy live on Wednesday, August 18th at 9 Eastern streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Our stable of fantasy experts will answer your questions live or submit them ahead of time to the Locked On Network on Twitter at Lockdown Network. Jordan Love. First play of the game for Jordan Love is a run call, corners off 10 yards, he rises and fires. And I just went, okay, he gets it. He did, the moment was not too big for him. He wasn't going, okay, this is my first snap as a Green Bay Packer, albeit in preseason. I can't do the thing. I have to just run the play call and we'll figure it out from there. But it's part of the read. It's built in. Hey, if you get this look, you can do this and you should do this. It is the the uh, required read. Oh, you see the corner playing off on a run call? You can get a free six yards? Do it. 
He rises, fires, makes a good throw. Malik Taylor able to get upfield. Now, was it all perfect? No. Had some off-target throws. I thought for the most part, his accuracy was good. Matt LaFleur said after the game, he, he needs Love to trust it a little bit more, to sort of grip it and rip it, so to speak, to let it fly. Yeah, there were some passes where you could tell he's aiming it. He's trying to be perfect. You know, the one to Devin Funches that Funches has to dive for. That could have been a big play if he puts it on him. There was another play in the middle of the field. They run that strike concept, play action on the inbreaker to Funches. If Love puts the ball on him, he might score. But the ball's a little behind him, and, and Funches has to go to the ground to make the catch. He's making the right reads. He was playing in pretty good rhythm, but he was trying to be perfect. He wasn't playing freely. That's what you would expect from a guy who has not played really in two years. Not live football where he could be tackled since his bowl game, his junior year. I mean, that's legitimately almost two years ago. So that's what you wanted to see was that the mental side was not too much. He seems to have a pretty good understanding of the playbook, getting to the right reads, um, and and getting that they they felt confident in that we haven't seen the all twenty two. There is no all twenty two in the preseason, but the coaches have uh, after the game. You know, you heard Aaron Rodgers on the broadcast say, "I think he made some. You know, was making good decisions." Matt Lafleur seemed to echo that. They just wanted to play a little freer and and to trust it. He's got a cannon, and we didn't see the full arsenal with him consistently. That's that's the that's the teaching moment. I don't even want to say nitpick because it's not even really a nitpick. It's the teaching moment. He can play with more confidence. He can throw the ball with a little bit more zip in situations where, you know, you're not in coverage, but you just want to, you want to put it on a guy. You know, he did fire one into Amari Rogers on the first possession of the game into coverage. Amari Rogers not able to make the play. I didn't think that was necessarily a bad decision, but uh, it was certainly not an open receiver. If that's MBS or Alan Lazard or Devontae Adams, the circumstances change. And that's the other part of this. The offensive line did not play well. Did not play well. They averaged two and a half yards a carry. It was bad. The pass blocking was not great. Love was under duress. Had to make a a couple nice sidearm off-platform throws um, just to get the ball out because the Texans were sending extra bodies. They were sending five and six, getting free rushers. And, And Love, I thought, had a couple nice throws where he's about to get blasted and he finds someone. Were they big gainers? No, but he found his outlets. Processing. That mental processing side is what you have to see. And I think he showed that in this game. Now, does that mean he's going to be great forever? No, but that's a good sign for the rookie. And I don't even want to say progress because who knows where he was a year ago. You presumably he's better, but we don't know. We don't know how much better. I mean, I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, you know, such and such looks a lot better. We, We didn't see him. What do you mean? We didn't see him. This is the guy. Everything from now on is going to be compared to this because this is live game action. Do not compare anything to practice reps or, or video you saw of practice reps. That's even worse. That, that's not how we do evaluations around here. That's just not going to happen. That's not going to fly. The offensive line was a problem, and that was with presumably three starters. John Rundin Jr. played, Josh Myers played, and, and Lucas Patrick played. That's your interior. 
I didn't think Runyon played particularly well. None of those guys on the offensive line played well in the run game. They did not get anyone blocked in the run game. And Yosh Najman, his career in Green Bay is going to be over shortly if he keeps playing like that. And, you know, he's been, you know, sort of the upside project tackle. Unfortunately, that looks like all he is. This is a game against, you know, not not great competition. We're talking about backups and, you know, draft picks and undrafted free agents and guys just trying to make the team. And if you can't block those guys, you have no shot with NFL guys. Just no shot. So maybe as the, the season progresses, this preseason, Jordan Love will get more of an opportunity. But the problem is he gets hurt on the, on the sack fumble, which I didn't think was his fault. Nijman got obliterated. And he was trying to step up and and create some more space. Maybe could be a little bit faster in that drop, but it's a shot play. It's a shot play. They're trying to create something down the field. You need some time. That just wasn't good enough. They they got an MRI on the shoulder or the, 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 the throwing arm was all the information we got. Jordan Love said he was fine. No pain. Uh, but the MRI was apparently necessary, clean. And now the Packers are saying, you know, he may miss some practice time against the Jets. Uh, they may have to bring in someone to finish the week because Rodgers isn't really going to, he's certainly not going to play in the Jets game um, and, and probably not going to do a ton in these joint practices. So you need someone to get reps. It can't just be Kurt Bankert. So they might go back to Jake Doligala uh, or, or Blake Bortles. It doesn't matter. Um, you'd like Jordan Love to be getting these reps. That's that's the important part of this. You'd like Jordan Love to be getting those reps and not getting those reps. It's just another opportunity to evaluate him missed and another opportunity for him to get better missed. I mean, these these are the moments that that every guy talks about. Oh, yeah, those playing against other guys. It's different. It's different. And you get to measure yourself a little bit differently. Not getting those opportunities. It would be a bummer for Jordan, but we don't know what the situation is right now. As we're recording this, they said, oh, he might miss some time, might not play, whatever it is. Um, we don't know right now what his status is. Hopefully, we'll learn more uh, later today when Matt LaFleur speaks. Uh, but I, I, I just, I don't know. We don't know. It doesn't sound serious. Jordan Love says he's fine. MRI comes back clean, and yet we're going to miss time. I, I don't I don't quite understand it. It's a little mysterious. But maybe they're just being ultra, ultra cautious with the guy who could end up being the face of the franchise. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to guess what? Bet online to wager on sports action. Baseball's in full swing. You can track everything at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. The NFL, preseason games, you got those. NBA Summer League, you've got that. Golf, still going. Fights, always. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the sign up bonuses and contest information there. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So I want to start, you know, the sort of winners and losers of all of this um, in places that most impact the team, because I do think there are some guys who did not play well, like Yosh, um, who it doesn't really matter. 
doesn't really matter that, that he didn't play well. If he's playing, your offensive line is in a disastrous situation. And they're probably going to be four or five guys who they would play at left tackle before they would play Yosh. So not that big a deal. Devin Funchess looking like a guy is important because at family night, he was the best receiver on the field in the first preseason game. He was the best receiver on the field. He was clearly the number one guy. Now, that is relative to Malik Taylor and DeAndre Tompkins and some of these fringe roster guys because MBS didn't play, Al Nazar didn't play, Devontae Adams didn't play. It's worth mentioning that because it seems like MVS and Lazard are solidified enough um, that they don't have to be out there. Now, Equinemius St. Brown and Juwan Winfrey weren't out there because they were dealing with injury, um, not because they were just being held out. So it was it was Funchess and the, the land of misfit toys out there at receiver. I, I think that also colors the way that we perceive what Jordan Love did. But Funchess has looked like a guy who is a veteran who has made real impactful NFL plays going up against second and third string guys. That's what he is. That's the situation. And that's what you want to see. If he's just like floating out there and not really making an impact, he's not making the team. But not only is he not doing that, he's doing a lot more. The one-handed catch, the diving stop, fighting for extra yards, consistently being where his quarterback thinks he's going to be, catching everything. That has been an issue for Funches over the course of his career is the drops. Well, he's catching everything so far. He's big. He's long. He can eat in the middle of the field. And if you lose an Alan Lazard for a month, you don't have to have Malik Taylor out there. You can have Devin Funches. If you lose Devontae Adams for a month, you don't have to put Alan Lazard into that number one role. Now you have Funches, you have Lazard, and you have MBS. It adds a little bit more depth to go along with Randall Cobb and Amari Rogers. And so that's a that's not a small deal. I don't want to say it's a big deal. I did almost say it's a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal, but it's not a small deal. It's not nothing. So far, Funches is making this team. And that means that's six receivers. Because we know the other five are making it. Now, injury situations, you know, stuff like that can take care of itself. Bob McGinn always said that. But Green Bay has a history of of having, you know, too many playable receivers. They're not going to send Devin Funches to the practice squad. So he's going to make the team. They're not going to send Amari Rodgers to the practice squad. Someone's going to claim him. So you probably have to keep six as it stands right now. And it looks like Funches is a useful NFL player. That's good. That's really good. The more of those you have on your team and the fewer non-NFL, Malik Taylor, non-NFL player, really, at receiver. Jake Kumro, not an NFL player at receiver. Special teams, maybe, not a receiver. But you have Devin Funches, who was at times a sort of 1B receiver in the NFL on a, on a really good team. That's pretty good. And, and to have that guy for as cheap as the Packers do, I mean, this, this could end up being a, a really nice uh, low risk, medium reward signing, and I do think it makes you wonder a little bit how this how this all would have played out differently if he would have been someone who was out there in an NFC Championship game giving you reps. Um, it's just you know would he have been better than Alan Lazard? I don't know, but he's been in moments. He's been in playoff games, 
and he's a he's a real veteran receiver. So just just something to think about there. The other the other one that stands out as having an, a potential impact on this season is what's going on at corner. Because Eric Stokes, I think he only played two series, maybe three. And if you're grooming him, if you're like, yeah, this guy, we'd love to get him a bunch of reps so that when the season comes out, he is ready to be the starter, to compete, to be the starter, to show that it's not Kevin King, it's this guy. Jerry Gray said, you can't lose your spot to injury. So presumably that means they're not just going to just gonna let Eric Stokes win this job without Kevin King coming back. Now, Kevin King is back. But then don't you want to see Eric Stokes? Don't you want to see him play? Don't you want to give him some reps? I think taking him out signals that they're really happy with what they have in Eric Stokes. And that he is already very much competing for that spot. And I don't think anyone should be surprised if he is the week one starter at corner. I really don't. I think that's where we're trending right now. And and on the flip side of that, Josh Jackson, man, he was brutal. Brutal. And look, that doesn't hurt anyone more than it hurts me to say. Because I've been a huge Josh Jackson fan from the jump. Was a huge fan of him in the draft. I had him higher than Jair Alexander. But move him to safety yesterday. Because he just, I don't know if he doesn't have confidence. The the quickness is not there. Playing the ball. It just looks like he's trying not to get beat. I don't. It, it is painful to watch. The guy's out there playing with absolutely no confidence. When he came in as a rookie, he had a little bit of swagger. He had a little bit of charisma. He was a playmaker. He wanted to catch everything. He's making, you know, pick sixes in the preseason, blocking punts, and and playing real NFL snaps. And it's just one preseason game. But I thought he played solid last year in in the three or four games that he played when Kevin King was out. And Kevin King gets healthy and he immediately goes back in. And, you know, 2019, Josh Jackson was sort of a lost season for him in year one under Matt LaFleur. Didn't really get an opportunity to do much of anything. So they tried him inside. They tried him outside. They experimented with him a little bit at safety. He's not a boundary corner right now. And I said, you know, if he can't play in Joe Barry's defense, he can't play. We might not be quite there. It's one preseason game. You know, he could could come out and have a pick six next week and just look awesome and have, you know, three, four passes defensed, something like that. I wouldn't count on it because the body of evidence says that that's just not the guy that he is. I'd I'd move him to safety. The other reason is KB Ento is a guy. And he made the 53 last year. They did not put him on season-ending IR. That matters. When he was getting healthy, they were going to give him a chance to, to compete for playing time, at least be a special teams guy. He gets an interception in this game. He has been a training camp darling two years in a row. He's outplaying Josh Jackson. He's outplaying Josh Jackson. And that's that says, I mean, he's not even a, a, a career corner. He was a receiver who got converted. If you're doing your roster projections right now, Josh Jackson is not on this team. I would certainly not put him on the team. That doesn't mean he can't still make it. But what is he giving you? I mean, it's, it's, it is brutal. 
It is brutal because we've been waiting to see it. The talent, I buy, at least I have, some of you had already given up. And maybe you're thinking, okay, maybe this is the perfect defense for him. Things can change in year four. Unlikely. Well, maybe they did for Oren Burks because he looked awesome last night. And we're going to talk about him right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And why not? With flavors like peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, coconut, almond, all somehow, I don't know how they do it, all covered in 100% chocolate, all high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, and low in sugar. These things are the goods. And if you don't believe me, I have good news for you. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. We're making it easier for you to try a product that I stand by so strongly, so strongly. I recommend them to random people on the street sometimes. No, I don't really. But I have recommended them to people. And guess what? Every person says, I can't believe how good these things are. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Go explore their easy-to-use website and find the solutions for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Maybe this is why Camille Martin is uh, so low down the depth chart. Oren Burks is playing his ass off. Leads the game in tackles, seven total, five solos. Had a sack, two tackles for loss, and a quarterback hit. I mean, he was a heat-seeking missile. Shooting gaps in the run game. Timing snaps as a blitzer. Coming downhill. And that's not necessarily what Oren Burks was known for at Vanderbilt. He's a coverage player in college, former safety. That's what he's out there to do theoretically. But in this defense, Joe Barry finding ways to unleash him a little bit, to use that athleticism coming downhill. And that is what you love to see. If you're going to have an injury, if someone like Kamel Martin is not going to, not going to, you know, uh, um, build on his really good training camp last offseason. Then you need some of these other guys to step up. Oren Burks is a core special teams player. You'd love for him to show something a little bit more snap to snap. And last year, they couldn't play him inside. Or they didn't want to play him inside. Now he's playing inside. He feels comfortable. And he is flying around in this defense. Also, similar, Vernon Scott. Second on the team in tackles, not that that means a ton. Had a brilliant pass breakup. Read the ball beautifully. And he is the guy to me that has to win this safety three job. Because the Packers are going to live in nickel. Live in nickel. 
And they're going to play it bigger than Mike Patton did, I think. Patton played a ton of dime. But I think there are going to be plenty of times when you see Vernon Scott in there, safety three, and next to a linebacker. Um, Kevin Harlan mentioned on the broadcast that Oren Burks has been the dime linebacker. When they're in dime and they only have one linebacker on the field, it's been Oren Burks. Someone like Vernon Scott could be a safety playing that linebacker spot in those kinds of situations. Someone who can play in the box, who can cover in the flat, instinctive, physical. I mean, he he comes with his shoulder pads ready to party. That's what you love about someone like Vernon Scott and Henry Black as well in this, at the safety spot. These guys are, are trying to make sure Will Redmond is never on the field again. And, you know, maybe a core special teamer, but these, these other guys are showing so much defensively that I just don't know how you say, okay, Redmond should be playing over them. I just don't see it. So I think the Packers have to be happy about from, from that standpoint. But none of these guys, with the exception of, of Scott, really, Ormberg's isn't starting. Chris Barnes is clearly ahead of him. Now, keep playing like this and you might get a shot. You might get some more run with the ones. But Vernon Scott is the guy, to me, who has a chance to be a real meaningful player, not in base, but when they go to maybe some big nickel. You go three, that three safety look in nickel. It's really dime, but it's not because he's playing in the box. So there's a lot of versatility there. And suddenly, even without addressing it heavily in the draft, they have someone. That looks like he can play that role that we've been saying for a few years now they need to fill. Is the linebacker spot, you know, dead solid perfect? Devondre Campbell, nice player. We didn't get to see him. Chris Barnes, nice player. We didn't get to see him. But we got to see the backups. And at least in the case of Warren Burks, he looks like an NFL player. That's what that's what the preseason is about. We're not gonna we're not gonna crown anybody. We're not gonna say this person's going to the Hall of Fame. This person's gonna be really good. Show me an NFL player. I want to see an NFL player. And if you look like an NFL player, that's a good sign. Vernon Scott looks like an NFL player. TJ Slayton, five tackles for defensive lineman in a preseason game. Pretty good. He played all over the defensive front too. Played all over it. I I think he's going to be in their defensive line rotation and potentially be a big part of it given, given what we saw. And, you know, you had Chris Barnes out there for, I think, a series, maybe two series. So you don't always get to see the impact of of the work a defensive lineman does when the linebackers are, are not always feeling exactly the way that they should. But I thought Slayton was was active early, especially. Um, definitely seemed to wear down a little bit. But when you're 6'4", 330, that's going to happen. You need to be part of the rotation. What we didn't see was was much from the backup edge guys. Jonathan Garvin, typical Aya. They didn't really, they didn't really do much. They didn't really create pressure. Overall, the Packers didn't create a lot of pressure. Now we're talking about backups to the backups to the backups, but they're also playing backups to the backups to the backups. So you would have liked to see some of those guys maybe be a little bit more impactful, a little bit better getting after the quarterback without having to blitz. But again, it's the it's the preseason opener. Let's not let's not overreact to any of this stuff. But it is worth mentioning, and Green Bay is going to need one of those guys, if not both of those guys, at some point to either be special teams guys or or backup edge players who may have to play just because injuries are a part of it. Injuries are a part of it. The Packers mostly escaped unscathed, it seems. You know, some, some dings here and there. 
Um, Jordan Love, we, again, we don't know the severity of that situation. Hopefully, he's going to be okay. We'll see. We'll see. Joint practices this week with the New York Jets before they play on Saturday. They're not going to do one-on-ones, which is kind of a bummer because that's a fun part of camp. But um, a different color jersey, and that matters. You you compare them. It's going to be some similar schemes on offense, and so you want to see the defense who has seen this now. They've seen these games. They know the deal. Uh, you want them to to be in a position to uh, to make some plays, understanding what the offense is trying to do. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do so 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.